Hi everyone, this is Josh, the DM. Welcome to Nerdy People Play Dungeons & Dragons, part of the Nerdy Things Podcast Network. I'm Tyler from the Talking Fail and the Discographers Podcasts. I'm playing the Human Ranger, Aiden Hobbs. Hi, I'm Ethan, and I'm playing Gary the Monk. I'm Crystal from Board Game Blitz, and I'm playing Amethysia, the Half-Elf Bard. I'm Jesse from the Our Turn Podcast, and I'm playing Valorax, the Dragonborn Fighter. I'm still doing a local reporting. I don't care what you say. Okay. You can't stop me. You, you can do that. I can't stop uh-huh. you. That, that's why this is D&D, Tyler. <laughs> and we're nerdy people playing it, which is great. Record all your conversations like the president does. <laughs> for, for decades and decades, <laughs> people Sorry, have accused the U.S. government record... of not listening to them. And now I they was going to say, record all your conversations like President Nixon. There we go. That's old enough that it's yeah. not that painful. Uh, who Nixon's for? funny now. <laughs> no, well, Nixon's hilarious now. He was, pro, he was pro-war and pro-family. If Futurama has told me the correct stuff. Anyways, how <laughs> you guys been? <laughs> so good! Be- better than Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> better than Ag here. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Oh, more about American government than I will probably ever know about Australian government. Oh, fine. Uh, better than Harold Holt. Yeah, I've never heard of him. Um, he was... Google it. <laughs> no, you don't need to. He was the Australian Prime Minister who disappeared while swimming off the, um, oh, yeah. the South Australian coast. And there is one public memorial in his name, and it's a public swimming pool. <gasps> Made that. Okay, wait, so he just disappeared and just, like, yeah. disappeared? Yeah. Yeah, he probably died. While he was the prime minister. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I if think it was happened... during World War Two or something, too. Wow. No, if that happened in the U.S. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's just... I, I, I don't want to think about it. It's too just... pleasant. We did have a we did have a prime minister we did have a prime minister who died during World War Two. Uh, natural causes it was John Gorton, but he, I think he died like just as the war was wrapping up. So everyone's like, "Well, job well done, mate." Yeah, fair enough. No. So how we all been? Other than better than Nixon, Agnew, Harold Holt, well, You just did a charity stream this weekend. I know I when, the, yeah. when people hear this, it will have been a few weeks ago. But how did it go? Um, it went great. Um, it was part of the non-toxic gamers group, um, which is a lovely group, which is extraordinarily inclusive. Um, I suspect in our group of six people, I was the only boring heteronormative person, which is great. Um, it's really good to have a lot of, it is great to have that gamut of people represented and it is great to meet that gamut of people and to spend time with these Mm -hmm. people and to say, look, tell me your story. I want to know you. So, um, look, that was really, really great. Um, we were raising funds for Checkpoint, which is a mental health um, charity and in our 24 hour stream which i was a few hours of and um, we raised 1350 us dollars which is pretty good that's amazing yeah, so, yeah. Good. so i'm probably going to do another one at some point 
but I just need a few <laughs> days. Actually, yeah. this has been a few days, and I've actually gotten some sleep since then. But I had a couple of weeks where I was having meetings at like 5 a.m. and then going to work or recording with you guys, and I was a little, yeah. I, I was a little uh, spread very thin, shall we say? Well. Extra Life is coming up, like the official Extra Life Day comes up in usually the beginning of November. In theory, if you wanted to do something live streamy wise for that, I would potentially be up for, whether it was on the Extra Life Day or a different day, I'd be up for doing like a okay. one-shot RPG or something like that, potentially. Okay. I, I like so supporting noted. Extra Life, so. So noted. I, uh, I will take, I don't want to say yes or no yet. Because right, I have learned, totally. never say yes or no until you actually look into it, Josh. And then you yep. say yes or no. Cool. Anyways. Well, let's so, play um, some game. Let's definitely play some game. So, you guys were trundling up to the mining town, which I can't remember the name of. So... Uh, I... I don't know if we discussed at the very end of our last session if any more time has passed. Um... We were trying to keep track of that, and I was trying to do a good job, but I don't remember if we mm. actually discussed. You were only on two days. Two days total? I've, I've also been okay. making notes. Okay, cool. Thank you. No worries. And we got days. two weeks to make this party? Yeah, we got 14 total days to make it back Indeed before the party. So, you tried to link to this mining town. It doesn't really have a name. It's just a, I mean, it's really just a mining outpost. Um, you guys are trundling away from the site of the battle that you guys kind of watched, kind of listened to last night, where there were a bunch of yeah. orcs that had just been wonderfully slaughtered. Um, as you trundle up to this mining town, what you see in front of you are wooden ramparts with earthworks around them. There are long spears, and like just pointing out of the ground, as well as a deep trench full of spikes. Um, there is a very basic... A drawbridge that goes across this moat but I mean there's also a lot of damage to this thing I mean a lot of it's burned a lot of it's been I mean you can see where breaches were made and then pushed back this is not a happy fun town this is an outpost in a very hostile territory as you enter you do get that feeling of it's a weird feeling of both desperation and redemption. I mean, this is where people go when they've got no other choice and they can rebuild themselves, but right now it is also a city under siege and short and um, a lot of short supply of a lot of things. Um, as you trundle into town, you can see primarily what you see are like barracks where the miners would be sleeping and where the mercenaries would be posted. Um, you can also see a small church which looks like a repurposed barracks building. Uh, and you can see a tavern called the Take Your Pick. Is the tavern a barracks? It looked, uh, yeah, again, like pretty well every building in this town looks like it was just used to keep miners in it for a bit and then it got repurposed. The only one that doesn't look like that is the blacksmith. What you All guys right. also notice um, are a lot of dwarves. Like, dwarves make up a small population in most human cities. Here, it is almost 50-50 dwarf and human. All right, then. Okay. 
So we're Where too fast. Boyers. I I don't know. Do you, do you think the church would have, you know, knowledge on what our next step should be? Because we're kind of here for you, Gary. All right. Um. You know. Yeah. Okay. We'll hit the church first. Okay. You coming to? Well, I was being very generous when I say church. It's more of a chapel. Um, as I said, this does appear to be a repurposed barracks for miners that doubles as the town infirmary. Um, you guys come in and you can see essentially a robed dwarf woman who is just running between sick beds, administering medicine, tying bandages, and where she can, casting a little bit of magic. She looks up at you with these just tired eyes. Um, she has... Long red hair, but it looks very, very faded. And while dwarves do live quite a bit longer than humans, and they're quite tougher than humans, she does look like she is slowly just hitting that point where she is going to crash out. Um, Probably shouldn't ask her about brain worms at this present moment. Can I cast healing word on her? I... Uh, you can, although she doesn't have any wounds that you would heal. So it wouldn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. She might be offended you didn't cast it on those guys. Well, I'm in theory, if she goes, they all go. So if the, I had a way to reinvigorate her, what about like, would any of our potions help her? What what, what um Tyler? I know you've kind of kept a better inventory of most of our potions. Uh, Do we have anything? Strength of a hill giant, growth, invulnerability. And there's two of those, and then heroism potion. I, I will give you for free. Um, lesser restoration would probably be the most appropriate thing that you could give her to kind of wake her up a little bit. Okay. I can use that. I okay. know the next best thing. Reaching into my pouch. <laughs> Tea? <laughs> you guys look like you all need a bro up. Yeah. Look, Tea if you guys do want to render some first aid, I mean, she looks up at you with just these, like, Okay, you're not sick, you're not wounded, you're not dying. Well, that's good. That's what you think, lady. <laughs> this guy right here, and I point to Gary. We have a <laughs> lot of problems under the surface. Yeah. She, she hasn't even, just, you guys haven't even yet spoken to each other. This is great. And you're already just yeah, letting just... her know everything. Um, she approaches you and kind of gives a small bow. Uh, Greetings, welcome to the house of Shanae. Can I help you? I can. I, I might be able to help you, and like, I don't want to like pat her on the head, but like, uh, like reach out to shake her hands, mm -hmm. and yep. then use lesser restoration because I have to touch her. Okay. She vivifies wonderfully. You can see her eyes retain a bit of brightness. Her hair colors a little bit. There is a definite sense of like, oh, okay, I definitely needed that. Whew. She, she smiles and gives you a very low bow. Well, that's better. Now what no can problem. I do for you? We're trying to find some kind of, like, uh, miracle healer. He might have blown, he or she or it might have blown up a bunch of orcs last night. I don't know. What's going on here? Well, here specifically, we were attacked by the orcs a couple of days ago. So I'm just trying to get these poor fellows back on their feet, try and keep any more from dying. And I've gone into Irish when I meant Scottish. 
<laughs> Josh cannot it do accents. to the best of us. It does. Gone um, everywhere. <laughs> Huckle up? Um, how did you get in the room? <laughs> you do you do you know a gnome called Huckle up? The Harfling? Yeah. Hey, he's good times that one. Ooh, before I took the vows. Um, sure is. <laughs> you guys now know more about Huckle up than you ever wanted to know. Um, mm-hmm. And I've lost my train of thought. Um, she said the orcs attacked them a couple of days ago. Yep, 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 yep. I'm making, oh, I'm making these you're not, a, you're not chasing that, are you? You'd not be the first. Well, well, do you know the cure to brain worms? Because I'll tell you, it ain't a cup of tea, of which I happen to be brewing now. Okay, so what he means, we don't really... Uh, you know, we we occasionally try and keep some things hidden under our hats, but at this point, the the shit is kind of hitting the fan. And our friend here, and I like thumb over to Gary, touched an evil book, and now something's wrong with his brain, and it's getting progressively worse. And honestly, I don't think we have time to beat around the bush anymore. So if you or someone you know might be able to help us, we would greatly appreciate it. I. Might know someone who might be able to help you. I mean, we'll take maze and mines over nothing. Oh, you want help? Okay. Hi. A, a little help for a little help. Any aid you can give these guys would be just amazing. And I can see that you are a competent band of adventurers. If there's any healing skills that Us? you have. She looks at most, like she's averaging. You know, she's playing the average. Okay. Right, 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 right. I mean, she thinks you're okay, Aiden. You you cast lesser restoration. I mean, clearly you've got some stuff you can do. Um, any help you could give me would just be extremely appreciated by myself and the, and the tone in general. Absolutely. Um, let's see. I'm going to reach into my bag. Uh, I... On my sheet, personally, have two potions of healing. I'm going to pull out one of them and will, hand it over to her. I will say oh. what I would allow you guys to do, and I apologize for interrupting. Um, if you guys want to essentially take short rest actions and say, as Gary said, brew up a pot, use Aiden's medic skill, and use your song of rest, you mm -hmm. guys could probably do that to restore a whole bunch of them at once. Okay. okay. All right. So I mean, tea, a song, it sounds like a lovely afternoon. It, it is. Yeah. And I mean, this is the house of Shanae. So, I mean, she, she's all ready for a brew up. She's got like little holy bread rolls that she starts handing out. And as you guys finish your hour of ministrations, um, pretty well all of the miners are either magically restored or they've come back from death's door. Several have woken up from what you assume are magically induced comas. And about half of them have trundled out. So, I mean, she's now got a much, much lighter workload. So, guys, um, each take 100 XP for a little bit of roleplay experience there. Woohoo. Yeah. Yay. I'm also glad I'm not... Re Sorry, go on. No, you're also glad... Oh, I'm also glad I'm not required to keep track of how much tea reserves I've got. You did buy a pound, which is, like... Or an ounce or something. But you're, you're slowly working your way through that tea, Gary. I'd say you've only got half the Gnomish caravan left. 
I got I bought five pounds of Gnomish Caravan, so oh, two point okay. five now. Okay. That's a lot of tea. That is a lot a of tea. Sale. You could have one hell of a tea party. We just did. Yeah. Yes, but, but you're good in the fighting department, Val. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> Val is quite good in the, in the um he he's good in the preventative area of the healing department. Oh, you, you could cauterize keep... wounds if you needed to, mate. Val, <laughs> Val keeps hospitals in business. Yeah. <laughs> like how pirates keep the anti-pirates in business. There's a better word for that. There is. <sighs> My goodness. So, as the sick walk out, she does approach you. Um, her name is Kara, by the way. Um, and she says, look... I don't know specifically of the one you're after, but Karaz, the he he's a guide and a ranger like yourself. He probably might know. All right, when do we find this Karaz? At uh, this hour. Possibly drunk. Well, that doesn't tell us much. Well, in the pub. there he's is one. Probably, yeah, I was gonna say he's probably in the pub. The, the pub. Yeah, he's, there is a booze hole around here. There is. To the All booze. Right. To the um, booze hole. Well, before we before we head out, is there anything else we should know about this cross? Is he a fen- friendly fellow, or is there uh, anything in particular that might liken him to us a little more quickly? Like I said, this guy, the brain, it's not good. Well, he's a dwarf. Two of you are elves-ish. Um, you're probably not his favorite type of people. She points at Aiden and says, he's maybe a wee bit better. You know, not all dwarves like elves. I personally, I'm, I'm a servant of Shanae and my job is to just accept all as they are. Well, we've run into a few other servants of Shanae in the past, and they all have been wonderful people. So I will, I liken you to them, and I appreciate your help. She bows low. Okay. And you guys head over to the pub, which, as I said before, is the take your pick. Uh, so I'm thinking perhaps Aiden and I stand outside. Would that be Gary and you? Or- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah all right. Aiden is the only human in your party. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gary nice. and I. Maybe we maybe we hang outside temporarily, but nearby. Not not necessarily splitting the party, but not not splitting it. <laughs> I understand. So Aiden and Val go into the boozer. Um, Aiden, as you go in, I mean, you guys have been in quite a few pubs, taverns, bars, etc. This place is almost. Barton in its uh, decoration. Um, looking around, I mean, there's a few basic decorations around the place, primarily very, very dwarf, and even the seats and the tables here are more built to a dwarf scale. So if you were to try and sit down, you'd have to, like, straddle the chair a little bit, like with your, your legs kind of on either side. Um, behind the bar is, a, is another dwarf lady. Um... She has the look of someone who is paid in advance for drinks, 
and has her to enforce it more than once. She has raven dark hair and she's the kind of person that is constantly either polishing glasses or cracking her knuckles, like I just did. You also right. see a small but kind of familiar figure at one of the tables. A small gnome wearing an odd leather headband with a series of lenses connected to it. Hey, we met you in the in the start of our adventures, didn't we? Oh, I'm not in the pub. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's awareness is amazing. He's got like sonar. Hey, Val, do you remember this guy with the, the gargles? Uh, Different no, dragon <laughs> because, because <laughs> your guy who you're referring to is dead because you let him die. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. I, I, I always forget about that. Rolf is like Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, buddy. It probably won't happen to you. Yeah. Um, Excuse sorry. me, Ross. <laughs> I, I would like a pint, please. Hey. Three copper. Yep. I lay down a gold piece and it's like, and keep it coming. Oh, a fancy drinker, are we? All right. So she puts essentially what would be like considered a boiler maker size mug in front of you. And she picks up a barrel, gives you a look, fills it, puts the barrel back on the ground and shoves it over to you. She takes the gold coin and says, I'll give you a change when you're finished. <laughs> All right. I will right. nurse my drink slowly. I'll also put down a gold coin on the table, and I'll say one oh, My lucky water. day, two golden boys. It's not even my birthday. Um, yeah, can I, can I get one water, and then we're looking for somebody. Would you be able to help us out? And you could keep the change? Hmm. Well, water is awful expensive in these in this town. Who are you looking for? Karas. Dad. Karas? He's over there. Oh. Looking over at the table, you can see a dwarf, not quite asleep, but making a very, very good job of trying to be unconscious. His hair has faded to grey, and you can see that he's wearing the studded leather armor, and he's carrying a couple of bad axes battle axes on him as well there are scars all over him and his hands just look like they've been through brick walls once or twice he mo most rangers look kind of tough and weathered by hostile circumstances this guy looks like hostile circumstances would have involved a flamethrower he is one tough looking dude is what i'm getting at mm. as however gwenty yells out at him, he kind of looks up. Hey! What? Can I buy... Can I buy you a drink? I don't know. Can you? Yes? Then buy it. What are you drinking? Eh, you know, just whatever she brings over. It's All right. been a I, I, hard, I, hard few days. I set my glass of water down on the table. He does not look impressed by the water. Oh, this is for me. Nice sit down. Um, uh, so 
we're looking for some help. We've got a friend who has like some brain worms, I guess. Um, I'm kind of, you know, it's game of telephone. Never mind, you won't understand. Um, do you, uh, are you a healer? No. I'm the other sort. Do you, okay, well, uh, do you know of any healers in this region? Um, there's, there's the church. There's a, there's a woman in there. Yeah, she, she pointed us in your direction. Give me a perception roll. Or an insight. Uh, 11 plus... Perception is... My wisdom, so plus 3. Mm-hmm. Okay, 14. You notice that he is wearing... I mean, aside from his armor and his weapons and a helmet on the table around his neck there is a, a very fine silver chain and on this chain is a feather that has been hung and it is a just pure white almost luminous feather as you mentioned things like healer and whatnot he just kind of idly strokes it without thinking about it okay um so that's a it's a nice feather you have there. Is it? Does it symbolize anything? He he just kind of like tucks it away. Look, I get the feeling, friend, that you got a question to ask, and you may as well just ask it. Let's well, stop dancing I, and just have it out. Well, I mean, we're looking for a healer. I feel like I'd ask the question. And if, what kind of healer? If you're talking worms? that old story. Uh, yes, Val, you can make a religion check. <laughs> Very nice. Um, I would have also accepted Arcana. Um, this feather isn't a holy symbol of any established church, but you do understand, I mean, it has a look of a radiant kind of feather. Like, it, it's not an earthly-looking object. Possibly angelic, yes. All right. Jesse, this is for a podcast. Talk more. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, letting, I'm letting the more charismatic people in the group do the talking. I'm more of the observer <laughs> and thinker of the group. Such as it is. You have important things to say, sir, and the world wants to hear them. Yes, we no, absolutely I don't. do, Jesse. You are totally okay. to interrupt. Just point me towards the murder. <laughs> uh, all right, sir. That's what... Uh, <laughs> Look, where? Okay, if you I do know, know talk straight. G- give me a yeah. charisma roll. Give me a charisma roll. <laughs> Boy, they sent the wrong people in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, five altogether. <laughs> See, can we have just made? We could have made her look can like I... not a half elf. What are I we doing? Actually, yeah, you could have. You could have sent her in as a dwarf. Oh. Oh, yeah. Doesn't she have like a hat of disguise on or something? No, she I has. A... I actually, I have a disguise kit and a spell that will allow me to change my appearance. But you know what? I talk a lot. I'm a talkative person and character. I think it's fun to let somebody else take the reins for a little while. <laughs> okay, well, look, buddy. Can I? Look. What is? How much? I, I put like a bag of gold on the table. Like, okay, let's. Can we talk like for realsies? Like, 
We can talk for real. Can you direct? Can... For real. <laughs> <laughs> um, if look, I'll, I'll. Well, how much can I? How much can I give you to get some real information? And we, I can be on my way, and you can be on your drinks. How about I show you? Be easier. Okay. Right. So he stands up and says, when do you want to leave? Now is great for us. All right. It's just you two. Oh. Uh, well, we have some friends, um, and kind of part of the problem, I think, is going to be that um, they're both uh, elves or half-elves. I didn't check. Uh, I don't like to judge people by their race. Um, but is that going to be a problem? He looks at the bag of gold. Hmm. No. No problem. Okay. So, yeah, there's four of us. And my wolf. Uh, he reaches down and gives her a big pat. Yay. It's very nice. He looks at um, Gwenty behind the bar, gives her a nod, and says, Back in a few and heads on out. So you guys have now made the acquaintance of Karaz Gardan, who is a, as, as you've probably picked up, is a dwarven ranger. He leads you guys to the, t to the, he, as he comes out, he sees Gary and he sees Amethesia and he gives Aiden a look. Wh which one is the crazy one? The one Hi. who looks crazy. Yeah. And that would be... And then I just, like, kind of scowl at him a little bit. Hello. All right, all right. <laughs> We're all a little mad here. <laughs> it helps. Maybe you're mad, too. No, I'm just simmering with rage. He's coming to take us away. Ha-ha! They're coming to take me away. Ha-ha. They're coming to take me away. Ha-ha. To the funny farm yeah, where life maybe, is beautiful all the time. You know, you know maybe it's both of them. Not always, really, no, you think about it. Theater. Yeah, maybe it's both uh, of them. If you think about theater. it. What is that from originally? It sounds <laughs> familiar. It does. Table it. Anyways, Karaz says, look, it's going to take a couple of days. He's a, he's a private kind of guy. Um... How bad is your friend? Uh, you know, on a scale from one to like, you know, totally crazy, he's probably an eight. All right. So we don't have time. Okay. He he says, "Well, one sec." Runs inside, runs back outside with a backpack on his um on his shoulders. You guys are ready. Let's go. All right. Yes. He leads you guys out of town and, and says, look, don't bring the cart. Leave it here. It'll be faster without it. The path he leads you on is, you wouldn't know it's a path. In fact, Aiden, even though you're, you are a ranger, this is yeah. not, however, your favorite terrain. This is, this is just a horrible, horrible place. There are areas where it just translates into pure rock, and there are areas where... There, there are almost no landmarks that you can tell. He, however, is walking quite confidently. Um, actually, give me a... Anyone... Actually, I think it's only going to be Aiden and Val. Give me a nature or survival role. Oh, yeah. 
That is their territory. 17 plus... That's what they do. So, 18. Also 18. High five. Okay. Um, you pick up that some of the terrain looks kind of similar to places that you've passed previously, but you're not really making a thing of it. He does lead you up into a, an area of hillocks and mountains. Again, the, the ground here is just terrible, but if you're a miner, you'd be looking around thinking, you know, there's a vein of ore, there's a vein of, there's iron, that'll be good for charcoal, etc., mm. etc. Et all those things. Um, as the sun is setting, he just kind of looks around and is like, eh. hmm. we'll have to find a place to camp. He points at a small hill and says, that way. You guys set up a, a quick camp in the lee of this overhanging rock. Um, he does dig a small fire pit, but kind of then looks around and thinks better of it and then just kind of fills it in. We'll take watch. Which of you is first, which of you is last, which is you in the middle? I'll go first. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll take the middle. Okay. I'll take last. But I hope someone casts an alarm spell in case I go crazy during the night. <laughs> that would be a good idea. Yeah, I can that do that. That is a good idea. Okay. So, Aiden, your watch is absolutely silent. There is, I mean, there's barely even the sound of birdsong or animals or anything around here. It has the feeling of a place that is almost completely dead. Like there's there's not even rats or mice or vermin around. It, it, it is that devoid of life and of anything interesting. Um, Gary, during your watch, can you give me a perception roll? Oh boy, it sounds like adventure. Whoa, that's not, that was the wrong thing to copy paste. I mean, he is crazy. Maybe, maybe it isn't. <laughs> that brain worm. <laughs> 10 plus... Uh, uh, perception. 10 plus numbers. 10 plus 4. So okay, 14. So 14. Very good. Um, Gary, as you're on watch, you, you're pretty sure you hear Karaz getting up. And potentially trying to just move. Like, walk away. Hey, what are you doing there, mate? Oh, oh. Um, are you bathroom? supposed to be asleep? Okay. Pretend like I'm not watching. But I really am. Okay, <laughs> give, give me an insight check. This is why you're supposed to go before you go to bed. Oh, yeah. no, I believe so... him completely. <laughs> 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 oh, bathroom's that way, mate. <laughs> Uh, thanks. Oh my god, he rolled a one as well. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the curse of Dicebot is back! <laughs> Gary, despite the fact that you trust him, you notice that um, not many people go to the bathroom with their backpack. Well, you know, maybe he likes to keep it for later. Ooh. <laughs> I, I I don't want to know what your thought process was there at all, do I? 
What'd you get your backpack there for, dude? Uh, um, no, you know, just, just, you know, maybe go for a wee walk. Aye. A wee um, walk? Can I get the... Yeah, sounds like... I did not mean to make that joke, but that's actually pretty good. Um, Episode title. Yeah. <laughs> a wee walk. A wee walk. Very good. Can I get a perception roll from the other three of you? Because they've been talking a little bit now. Well, that's not the right thing to copy and paste either, now is it? <laughs> now we're all doing it. I almost did, and then I fixed Doesn't it. Doesn't matter. Dice bottle hoses in the end, so... Yeah. And we're doing perception? Uh, yes. So I have a 21. Very right, nice. 20. And Aiden? Uh, so plus... I'd be, I think, 10 altogether. Okay. No, it should be a lot more. You're proficient in perception. If oh, I'm yeah, more. profession. Yeah, so it's like so, 13. Uh, plus... Oh, yeah. Okay. Fluffy, she licks you awake and, you, and you're coming up. The other two of you, these raised voices, they're enough to kind of bring you out of slumber and you all look at Karaz as he's standing there looking more than slightly like I'm caught. I've been rumbled. Yeah. Um... Uh, I leap up and attempt to... Not, like, hurt him, but tackle him to the ground. <laughs> okay. G give me an attack roll. Oh, gosh, that's so because like... it's a surprise, I'll give you advantage. This will be fun. Okay. So, uh, uh, the, 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 the charisma, so 16. No, it's plus your dex, no, plus proficiency, so I think dex. it's 18 in total. Okay. Yep, that's a hit. Um, Again, not trying is... to injure him in any way. I know, way I know, I know, I know, I know. So we're going to go into a grapple. So you need to give me a contested strength roll. <laughs> okay. Strength, strength athletics. So you are the wrong person to tackle him. <laughs> well, I'm going off my instincts, and no one else acted. So. Well, yeah, uh, yeah there's four of us. I bet oh, he that's actually really too. good. What, what's your? Do you have a strength bonus? Uh, it's plus one. So close. So, Amy, you you go from asleep to sitting up to leaping into action in a moment of seconds. You are able to push him a couple of feet back, but he's able, he just pushes you back. Like he's not angry, but there's a clear like what what. On his face. Well, you've discombobulated the drunk. All right. Good well, work. I'm gonna. I'll draw my bow and arrow and be like, "All right, what's what's the deal?" He reaches behind him and says, "You're not prepared to lose, laddie. You didn't draw." I I understood some of those words. Where are you going? <laughs> Give me an intimidation. <laughs> This is the best thing about Aiden up. talking up. Because every time he tries to roll anything to do with charisma, it just does not end well. Uh, what do I... Uh, intimidation is... Charisma. Uh, so plus one, so eleven. Okay. This poor fellow's bladder is about um... to bust. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna roll Aiden his, could uh... empty that bladder for him if he doesn't okay. talk quick. Natural 20 on his roll to resist being intimidated. Give me a sec. 
<sighs> okay. With his other hand, he flicks out a knife, which slices through your bowstring. What? Ah, oh, you jerk. And his All axe right, comes back. out, and an axe comes out in the other hand. I did not oh, want it. No. I didn't want this. Well, we don't want this either. I'm assaulting him. I've had enough of his nonsense. Okay. So, initiative Actually, or... I need to fix my brain. No, 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 no. You, you can have it as a surprise roll. That's okay. All right. I got yeah, that's, a that, that's definitely a hit. Are, are you going All lethal right. or non-lethal? Are you trying to bring him down, or or, or how would you the want minute this he, to go? The minute he started grabbing for axe, I assume all bets are off on keeping this friendly. So I'm going to hit him with my sword. Okay. Uh, yeah, because my bow is totally fine. And uh, I'm going to use menacing attack, so he needs to make a wisdom save. Okay. I just assume we would like to keep him alive for information's sake. Oh, we'll keep him alive. Okay. He's, but um, he's going to be... He cut my bow That's like my thing. He's a uh, wisdom Mm-hmm. Well, if that doesn't make him afraid, he can enjoy 16 damage from that. He won't enjoy it, but he'll take it. And then I'll say, you know what we do to deserters in camp, don't you? Um, he spits and just puts his hands up. He, he realizes when a fight is not going to go his way. Oh, All right, you just dis- you disappoint me. Have a seat, chump. He sits himself down, reaches into his pack, and pulls out a he pulls out a wine skin and offers it around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna drink that. No. Um, <laughs> he takes a big couple of mouthfuls you... first and then offers it around. I I take, take it. I take it and put it in the bag of holding. Ah, but I have a gift for you. It is 50 foot of hemp and rope. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to put that in your hands, so to speak. Aiden, as I see you trying to put it into the bag of holding, I grab it. I tilt it back. And I drink as much of it as I physically can in one big swig. And then I hand it back to you. Okay, it's the middle of the night. That's your choice. I like wine. Don't judge me. The dwarf is impressed with your fortitude. Um, he's like, she's all right. Um, he lets you tie his hands, and as he, and as you do, he takes out the feather on the chain. He gave me this to remember. He saved my life. But it cost him a lot. And so you can understand why I may not be the most eager to lead people to him. If he chooses to heal you, it's his choice. But if you go along to him, it, it, it does not always end very well for people. Everyone's been looking for him, not everyone for good reasons. You come to me, you tell me your friend's mad. She looks fine as far as I can see. Um, hey! <laughs> <laughs> He's aware that he's sitting. He's aware that he's sitting very close to a fire. Tell me. Do I have to put underwear on my head and stick pencils up my nose to make a point here? Um, (laughs) Tell me, friends, what do you know about angels? 
Very little, to be honest. <laughs> Whatever my religion roll gives me. <laughs> Your religion roll was actually really good. It was like 18 or something. Um, you're aware that there's many kinds of angel? Um, generally speaking, I mean, there's, there's good and there's not good. Um, but even in the good, there's like all the different planes of heavens. Pardon me. Um, the, the dwarf, Karaz, keeps talking and just says, well, look, his name's Adriel. I'm not exactly sure what his story is, but he's in trouble. I'll take you to his whereabouts tomorrow. Well, that's As cool, the... but we're still gonna have to keep you tied up. Oh yeah, yeah. I I understand that. Yeah, that that's that's fair enough. Um, the rest Why of would the police take us and then try and abandon us after the fact? That's what I don't understand. Because he does not trust you. Because Aiden I mean... rolled wonderfully badly with his charisma. If he'd rolled well, he would have taken you guys seriously. Okay. The next day, I mean. Karaz understands that his hands are going to be tied. He understands that his wound is going to be bound, but he's not getting healing. He's very okay with this. He understands. He also understands that you guys are very, very serious about seeing your friend helped. So he's opening up a little bit to you guys. He leads you guys along a small trail, and then there's just kind of space in the rock. The space in the rock leads to kind of just like this tiny little hut. Outside this hut is this figure, hooded and cloaked. As you guys approach, he, the, the figure takes the hood back. Um, it's a it's an old-looking man. Um, brown cloak. I mean, look, I'm gonna I'm, I'm just gonna level. He looks like Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars, episode four, five, and six. Hello there. Hello there. Yeah. Oh no. Once we arrive, I will untie Karaz because he's done what he said he was going to do. That's fair. So, yeah, I'm like, I, I agree with this move. Um, the old hey man walks dude. over to Karaz and just he goes to touch him, and Karaz is like, "No, no, 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 no! Don't, don't, don't! I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't worry." So, what can I do for you? Uh, you know how to fix brain worms? Hmm. Interesting. Come here, my friend. All right. Hey, dude. You come also, over what's any... your name? Adriel. Hey, Adriel. He you lays a hand on your forehead, worms. touches you, takes his hand back and frowns. Hmm. That is beyond me. Oh, crap. For the moment, but perhaps we can help each other, my friend. There is a blazing of light, and suddenly the figure of the old man splits. On one side is an eight-foot-tall and almost... And, and Sorry, not almost. An inhumanly beautiful figure wearing plate armor holding a large mace. On the other side is pretty well the absolute opposite of this, of this just divine creature. It is what you guys just, you guys know this is a demon and it is just scaly 
nasty looking and long lengths of chain hang around it and from each of its hands. It starts to giggle and then Adriel simply puts a hand out. You can see around Adriel's neck is a uh, what looks like an amulet of spiked chains with a, around a beating red heart. On the demon's chest, quite prominently, there is a large scar right down the middle. That oh, one you've got full body worms. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's he, that's a tough one. That's a tough one, ain't it? He is my burden, and he will not speak. Inside each of your heads, though, you guys can hear the voices of your patrons. Yes, Aiden, your bowstring is fine. You've, you've got lots of I just of want to double check. I feel like it's a big deal to my character, so I just want to make sure it was there. Yeah. As we were walking, he probably was like, oh, I'm going to restring this on the go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it takes a few minutes. It's like, eh, 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 eh. Okay, I just didn't want to get, uh, you know, to like where I draw my bow and then it just like falls apart. It's like, oh, yeah, I didn't do that. He looks at Gary again and says, I can help you. But first, I'll need your help. He turns All around right. and points to his back. In his back, you can see in his, in his breastplate, there are two large gaps. And what look like, essentially, if you had an arm and you cut it off at the wrist, like, like two ends. Stumps. He's got stumps. He's got stumps. Thank you. He's lost his wings. I'll need these back. Well, where did me, you put them last? I'll help you. This is the longest fetch quest ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wasn't there some kind of like holy civil war that was the impetus for this adventure? We keep getting sidetracked. You do. I mean, you guys sidetrack oh. yourselves all the time. You could have just waited two weeks and gone to the party. No, we yeah, didn't. But... These brain worms. But you know, uh, Gary I mean, would know. Let us let, let us stop here. Gary would it. have behaved inappropriately at the party if he wasn't possessed. But the fact that he is possessed mm. basically guarantees. <laughs> no, he would have acted inappropriately just in different ways. Okay, and guys, we are going to call the episode there. Until next week, um, be good, take care of yourselves, and yeah, um, I'll I'll you, you'll hear us again then. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Nerdy People Play D&D is part of the Nerdy Things Podcast Network. It was put together by myself and the wonderful people you just listened to. The music we use is licensed uh, with permission from Gavin, a miracle of sound done, and he is amazing. You should go buy all this stuff right now. The additional audio comes from Audioblocks. If you would like to get in touch with me, please feel free to contact me on Twitter at nerdypeoplednd. Thanks and take care of yourselves. Cheers.